Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. Neither rain, sleet, snow, nor third-degree tongue bite keeps our host from doing his job. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly broadcast coming to you from the Smokefield studio built here at my office just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. I am your host, Brian Levine, wishing all you pipe smokers a warm and happy and I hope spring is coming soon March. So in tonight's show, Pipe Parts, I did another experiment for you, and I'll talk about that in Pipe Parts. My guest tonight is Jeff Knoll of the NASPC, pipe smoker, editor. We'll talk a little NASPC history and learn more about the uh, Pipe Collector newsletter. Music tonight, a dedication coming up, blues. You'll have to listen to it, and I'll explain it when we get there. Rant, mailbag, all that coming up all tonight right here on the Pipes Magazine radio show. Um, I'm just wondering, the weather this winter seems to be a little strange to me, and I think I've coined it this way. It seems like we have here three really cold days in the middle of the week, and then by the weekend we get up into some nice comfortable temperatures. I mean, last weekend had the windows open in the house, airing out some of the dust that is flying around in the house, but had the windows open, the weather was nice, nice breeze, and then all of a sudden Monday comes and we got freezing rain again, and Tuesday's cold, and this, that, and the other. So I'm wondering maybe if the uh, if the planet's not going through global warming, is it possible that the planet is in uh, global menopause? Seems like hot flashes and cold flashes are coming and going. Uh, really don't know what pipe to smoke sometimes, but anyway, a little rambling there. Uh, hope everybody has a good time this weekend in Newark at the pipe show. I will miss you all. Sorry I can't get up there for it, but that's this Saturday in Newark at the uh, Wyndham right there by the airport. So if you get a chance, swing by, check out the pipe show up there. All right, everybody. Sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you to Sutliff Tobacco Company. Here we go. This is Internet Radio. The year was 1849. Zachary Taylor was sworn in as the 12th president of the United States. The U.S. flag remained fixed at 30 stars. Edgar Allan Poe was found dead in Baltimore. Congressman Abraham Lincoln patented a buoying device, the only patent ever filed by a future president. William Bond was the first person to photograph the moon through a telescope. And gold was discovered in far-off California. And in that same year, also in California, Henry Sutliff founded his small tobacco company in San Francisco. Founded on the principles of giving the public superior tobacco products for those with very discriminating tastes. Now, 165 years later, that tradition continues. Sutliff Tobacco Company has been setting the standard for pipe tobacco ever since. Take a quiz on our website to have the perfect blend suggestion for your tastes, or just browse around to explore all of the wide variety of fine products America's oldest pipe tobacco company has to offer. 
Lots of things have changed since 1849, but Sutliff Tobacco Company's commitment to making the finest pipe tobacco on earth has not. Visit sutliff-tobacco.com for information on where you can find all of your favorite blends, from the sweetest aromatics to the richest English mixtures. Hey, welcome back in uh, just a minute. Jeff Knoll will be on the phone with me, mailbag, music, rant, all that coming up. But in the meantime, for pipe parts, I did another experiment over the past couple of weeks. And as I've said before, when I go out for the day, I take four or five pipes with me. I take my little bottle of Everclear with me. I take my pipe cleaners. And as I smoke through the pipes, I clean them out at the end and clean them out and smoke one pipe for that day. And that's it. And then they go back on the rack. Well, I've been doing two different things at home. One, I'm in the process of smoking my way all the way through my pipes because I'm getting ready to do the heavy cleaning rotation of my pipes. Uh, It's been about six months since I've sat down, so what I'm doing is I'm smoking my way through all my pipes, all kind of in order, and making sure that each one's been smoked recently, kind of reevaluating my pipe collection as well, but getting ready again to do that heavy cleaning over next weekend. In the meantime, what I did, because I wanted to I wanted to play around with this. I've said in the past, when I go on vacation, especially when we've gone to Disney World, I'll throw one pipe in my fanny pack with some tobacco and pipe cleaners and head to the park for the day and get you know, two or three times to sit down and smoke my pipe. Well, I was kind of jealous of some people that I've seen, especially uh, at pipe shows where you'll see a pipe maker smoking the same pipe all day long. And here I am toting around a whole big bag full of pipes and cleaners and tobacco and all this stuff. So uh, over the last couple of weeks, on specific days, I'd grab one pipe, tobacco, and pipe cleaners. No Everclear, just pipe, tobacco, tamper, cleaners, and away I'd go. And I wanted to see what would happen to the pipe if I, would, if I could notice a change in the pipe over the days. I tried this with all different grades of pipes. And again, I've got pipes from old Edwards Algerians all the way up to some of the finest artisan pipes. And I tried it four different times, different grades of pipes, all through their different styles. Grabbed the pipe and smoked it. Now, here's what happened. In my opinion, and warning, 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 I am the leading expert on my own opinion. Here's what happened. The pipes did seem to get a little bitter towards the end. I was smoking the same tobacco all day long, four or five bowls out of the same pipe, still running a pipe cleaner in there and trying to get them dried out in between bowls, but essentially those pipes were warm the entire day. And it didn't matter what grade of price or quality of pipe I was using, they seemed to get a little bitter towards the end. I will say that my uh, the artisan pipe that I picked out and one of my and one of my Costellos that I picked out seem to do a little bit better. But here's the big thing that I found out. Are you ready for this? I think by the end of the day I was kind of bored of the pipe. I think it really comes down to I had just been smoking and handling and working with that pipe all day long that because I smoked one tobacco through it, one pipe, 
I was kind of bored with it, and I think I actually literally got bored and got a case of some tongue bite from one or two of them for over-smoking them or getting them so hot and not getting them dry enough in between smokes. So I did that for a day. Then I went back to my normal routine of having four or five different pipes, maybe one bowl of a different tobacco than my usual but back and forth, I did that over a two-week period, and I wanted to see if I could figure out a difference between uh, smoking one pipe all day long or smoking one bowl out of each pipe and rotating them through the day. And I honestly think it came down to, yeah, I was getting bored with that pipe by the end of the day. So there's my variation in it. I really like smoking different pipes all throughout the day. Um, I'm going to try it again with a couple of other little twists to it and see if I can maybe um, split it up so that I've got one pipe during the day and then one pipe for the evening and see if that helps balance it out. But anyway, those are my thoughts. If any of you have any different opinions on smoking one pipe for the entire day, please post them on the forums. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Love to see what you found out. If you haven't tried it, Try it. Try smoking three or four bowls out of the same pipe all day long, same tobacco. See what happens with you. All right, in just a minute, Jeff Knoll will be on the phone with me. Eck, I wish I had a genie who could make it easy to order pipes and tobaccos online. You don't need a genie, sir. Visit fournoggins.com. They stock all your favorite pipes and tobaccos, and every order gets fast personal attention. Orders are packed carefully and shipped quickly by priority mail. Fournoggins.com. Fournoggins.com. I can still see you, you know. A bit rusty, sir. Fournoggins.com. There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe. An American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Joining us on the phone from Columbus, Ohio, home of a great zoo, and there's a college there that's got one heck of a marching band as well, and some sort of a football team is the secretary-treasurer of the NASPC, also the editor and uh, collaborator on the Pipe Collector newsletter, and a pipe smoker himself, Jeff Knoll. Jeff, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Thank you, Brian. It's good to be here. All right, so let's go all the way back to the beginning. When did you start smoking a pipe? Uh, actually, before you were born. Uh, uh <laughs> Seriously, I smoked my first pipe on my 17th birthday. All right, what year was it? That would have been 1967. And wait, 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 wait. All right, wait a second. When's your birthday? December 25th. I was born. I was two months old. Ha, gotcha. Well, uh, see, but I have to back up because I lied. It was actually 1966 that I turned 17. Oh, okay. All right, now you're lying to me. All right. Yeah, but, you, you know, at my age, I tend to forget little things. <laughs> but that was that was always something I, I remembered because 
and my mother, uh, who had quit smoking, did not approve of my smoking cigarettes. So I was able to convince him to let me smoke a pipe because I was having a birthday party at my house. So he said yes, and I jumped in the car and ran to the drugstore and bought my first pipe. Do you remember what the pipe was? It was a Dr. Graybo billiard. And what kind of tobacco did you pick out? Uh, I think it was the first tobacco of most people at that time, Middleton's Cherry Blend. And how did it work for you? Not well at all. <laughs> but you, I, you survived. I survived it. And I think one of the first things I did was um, pull the stem out and take that filter out of it. But then after watching me uh, fuss with pipes for a year, my father uh, went out and got me a decent uh, pipe from a local tobacconist and some good tobacco. And the rest is kind of history. Do you remember what the what the decent pipe was? Uh, it's it's a no-name. It's Algerian Breuer. That's all it says on it. It's a little panel billiard that I have kept to this day because it was something my father gave me. And the tobacco actually was called Chaplin's Choice. It was from Kramer's Tobacco in Toledo. Mm. And it was an aromatic. And I've, I've never been a fan of aromatics myself, but uh, shortly after getting it, I started in, at the University of Toledo, and the dean of my college smoked a heavy Latakia blend from the same shop. And you could actually walk into the building and know if Dean Wright was in his office. <laughs> Based on the aroma in this building. And I fell in love with English tobaccos, and it's what I smoke primarily today. Uh, I do keep a couple aromatics around just, you know, for the change of pace. You know, I, I can't sit here and say, oh, I hate them. They're just not my go-to tobacco. So have you been smoking a pipe consistently? Did you take any breaks, any time off from the pipe in there? Um, I can't say that I, I took breaks from it. I It took me a while, a long while, to actually give up cigarettes. Because cigarettes, and, you know, this is the way I feel as a long-time cigarette smoker. Cigarettes are the lazy man smoke. Yep. You, you pull the cellophane off, you open the pack, you stick one in your mouth, and you light it. Uh, and on you go. And uh, let's face it, I, we all go through times when we're lazy. But uh, I, even then, I still look forward to the times when I could just sit back, pack a pipe, and enjoy it. And one time during my day that I really enjoy a pipe is when I'm driving. Makes the traffic a lot easier, doesn't it? Definitely. So, Definitely. So you've been smoking a pipe off and on on a, yeah, on a semi-regular basis, shall we say. Uh, when did you really get involved in pipe collecting and pipe smoking? Well, I, I guess I've, I've always been a collector of sorts because I'm, I'm the type of person if I 
form an interest in something, uh, I will look at them whenever I go shopping. And if I like it, I buy it. I've done it with a variety of things over the years. And so I wasn't satisfied to have just one pipe. So the next time I saw one I liked, I had to buy another one. The older I got, the more uh, disposable income I had. Uh, The price of the pipes went up, and the amount of the pipes I bought in any given time went up. But... I didn't call it pipe collecting. I called it pipe owning. Does your and, uh, does your pipe owning have any area of focus, or is it uh, just all over the place? Uh, it's still a little bit all over the place, uh, mainly because my focus is more on uh, different pipes for different occasions. Uh, for instance, on on a chilly day like today, if I were spending it outside uh, doing something, I'd be more inclined to be smoking a freehand than a billiard because freehand pipes to me denote ruggedness and, you know, chopping wood type of thing. Uh, Do you think think the freehand, because it's got more wood to it, is... A little, uh, a little more durable out, outside in cold weather. Uh, not necessarily. Uh, it looks more durable outside in cold weather. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm, I freely admit to being weird. I, in in my days uh, traveling on, on the road as a salesman, I had different pipes for different suits. Uh, you know, if I was wearing a brown suit, my, my pipes had to be stained a shade of brown. If I was wearing a, a blue or a gray suit, my, my pipes had to be black. Uh, so you, you, need to, you, you need to help uh, Steve Morissette with some advice on his, uh, on his style column. Well, I've actually uh, not so much thought of that, but I... I do appreciate Steve as a pipe smoking personality. <laughs> Steve and Mike Reschke, uh, who you always see in suits and ties, and, and Steve with his hats. I, I think coming come, coming from the days of uh, Cary Grant and. Fred McMurray smoking pipes, uh, you tend to respect those people of, of quite a bit because they do epitomize what, what you can, might consider to be a pipe-smoking gentleman. And all pipe smokers are gentlemen. Except for me, but that's beside the point. Uh, well, we, you know, we give you some leeway. I, I have honorary membership. That's it. Speaking of membership, when did you get involved in the NASPC, which for those that don't know is the North American Society of Pipe Collectors? That goes back, I believe it's about 17 years now. Uh, I happened to be online in a pipe chat room on Yahoo, I think it was, and somebody posted, 
who's going to the Columbus Pipe Show next year. And here I sat in Columbus, Ohio, and knew nothing about a pipe show. So, you know, I started a dialogue with this person who, coincidentally, is still a friend of mine. He's from Illinois. But he had heard about this show and uh, was coming in for it. So he got me to the first I went to. And I walked around and met a lot of uh, people, of course, that I never knew. And they were selling memberships for $12 a year back then. And Bill Unger was there, you know, in all of his mad scientist craziness. <laughs> that full head of white hair and the beard and his flowered shirts and everything. And I decided, well, you know, they're right here in town. I need to have a membership. And paid for my first year's membership went home really not knowing what I'd paid for. <laughs> I, was, I just knew I was being supportive of the community. And within a month, I got my first newsletter. And I took one look at it, and as people who were members back then will remember, they were you know, basically photocopied eight and a half by 11 sheets of paper. They were not good looking at all. So I called Bill and introduced myself and said, you know, I don't know where you're getting the newsletter done, but we will do it better for less money. And he didn't believe me. So, you know, we met and thrashed it all out. And as, as it worked out, you know, I was able to print it for less than uh, – Bill was paying where he was going, and we started turning out the tabloid-sized newsletter that we've seen now for 16 years you know, on the tan paper. So it's and, been been a lot of stories written, a lot of uh, a lot of pages printed. Oh yeah, when we started, there were you know we did like a 20-page newsletter, and we thought that was huge. And generally now our newsletters are running 44 to 52 pages. We're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we'll talk specifically about the newsletter, the NASPC, and the upcoming pipe show. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. I'm not just a pipe smoker. I'm a Meerschaum pipe smoker. All of my pipes come from MeershamStore.com. They've been in business for 50 years, and I can trust that there will be no hassles. Orders are processed and shipped fast, and they have every shape you can imagine, including calabash, claws, dragons, horror, even a sexy series. MeershamStore.com, the most trusted Meersham store for 50 years. The term one-stop shop is so overused. There's no place that is literally a one-stop shop. Well, guess what? When it comes to your quality tobacco products, there is. It's CupOJoes.com. With hundreds of pipe tobacco blends, thousands of pipes in stock, a wide variety of cigars, coffees, accessories, and so much more. All you have to do is go to CupOJoes.com, and there it is. CupOJoes.com. Quality products, extraordinary prices. This is Internet Radio. 
We are back, and Jeff is still with us. Jeff, for those that don't know or had didn't have a chance to meet Bill Unger, we uh, we lost him early last year. Um, any favorite uh, favorite Bill story? Oh, I think I think the biggest one because it's something that Eddie and I still remember every time we hit the road to a pipe show. Bill was a worrier. If there was nothing to worry about. He worried about the fact that there was nothing to worry about. <laughs> so we would know if it started to snow or if it started to rain uh, on our drive. The, the bill would immediately get uptight. You know, was, was this going to cause us a problem, delay us in, in our trip, or were the roads going to become unsafe? And he would just there and he'd stew on it until it stopped and so even now you know one of us you know will have to look at the other and come up with a a billism if it's raining or snowing it it keeps him with us because uh, I firmly believe that he does still follow us to the shows and of of course uh, as many of our members will attest I do channel him from time to time as, as I look at people and say, did you pay your dues yet? <laughs> that was that was Bill's December greeting to everybody. Mm-hmm. The collector comes out six times a year, and yep. submissions are, there's some regulars that submit, and it's from any member that sends you stuff, and am I right, most of it gets, everything gets in eventually? Yes, everything does get in eventually, and we try to uh, get it all in in a timely fashion. We pride ourselves on having our content be member-driven. So anything virtually that has to do with pipes that a member wants to submit, we'll put it in, whether it's a short story or a poem or something about uh, their pipe-smoking habits or their pipes. You know, we put it in because it will be interesting to other people. So sometimes we we lack a little bit on submissions and we'll end up running one or two because I've got some regulars who will send me two or three submissions every month and I end up with a backlog. But, uh, but we, we do our best to print everything that our members send us. And sometimes the uh, articles have gotten a little controversial and there'll be some back and forth over a period of four, five, six issues. Um, oh, definitely. That's when it's fun. Yeah. What, are, what are some of the famous, uh, famous uh, arguments that have gone back and forth? Well, I, I think the, the two most famous uh, was were the Fills versus flaws uh, controversy, and then uh, brand versus briar, uh, deciding you know what makes a good pipe. Is it the pipe maker or is it the briar they use? And uh, I, I won't comment on either side of, of the issue. I've got my own feelings, but and, and that's the greatest thing. You know, pipe smokers have their opinions and. 
and they are not afraid to tell people what their opinion is. And, and that's part of what makes this so much fun. And Bill kept the... Bill kept it where it was, whatever the submission was, he might have edited it for uh, grammar or for style a little bit, but the message was still there, and you're keeping that same tradition as well. Yes, we are. Uh, you know, we did, unless it's, it's getting into uh, areas that traditionally you just don't go into. You know, it's like they say you know, in conversation, you don't... You don't go into religion or politics. Uh, you know, we, we, we do slip up from time to time and something will make it in, but that's not what we're here about. We're here to talk about pipes and tobacco and pipe smoking. And so that's, that's where, where we want the articles to lead. And you've also got some regulars that uh, contribute tobacco reviews and uh, summaries of the pipe market and their own, uh, I guess, some of their own pipe travels, too. Definitely. Uh, you know, of course, everyone knows that uh, Rich Esserman writes quite a long article for virtually every every newsletter. And, uh, you know, some parts of it maybe you don't want to read. Maybe you don't want to hear about is getting together with one of his good friends to you know, do do a little tobacco blending and smoking on a Saturday morning. But there are other people out there who do want to hear about it. So, uh, like, like I told somebody the other day, Rich's article takes up maybe 10% of a newsletter at the most. So there's a whole other 90% of the newsletter to read if, if you don't like what he has to say. And, and the next page is going to be something you want to read. I end up reading all of them. I just, you know, I, I try to find a good mix of, of articles for people, and, and I hear from all sorts of people on, on what they want to see and uh, what they want to read, and I encourage them to write some of what they want. And something that we've been doing since Eddie and I took it over is we're doing reviews of the pipe shows, that we attend, and for our June issue, we'll be putting in a little bit more because we're taking a little extra time to drive into Raleigh for the TAP show in April. So we'll be stopping at some pipe businesses or pipe-related businesses along the way. You've got to have a membership and, and get the newsletter to find out what I'm talking about you'll notice there. Uh, but we'll be, we'll be doing little write-ups on these businesses as well as the, the TAP show when we come home. Ma annual membership for NASPC is how much now? Domestic membership is $18 a year, or we do have a three-year deal, uh, $48 for three years. And then we also have a... Uh, email membership uh, where you get a PDF of the newsletter instead of a hard copy, and that's $10 a year. And that gets you six issues of the newsletter every year? Every year. And there's also in the back of the newsletter, there's a list of, of uh, retailers that 
give discounts to NASPC members. Yes, yes, uh, and that list grows uh, and changes. So, you know, it's something you want to keep an eye on because I, I do get emails from retailers asking to be included, and uh, the the discounts or the deals they give vary, but they're very good and. Even uh, some of the online uh, retailers are doing this. So it's not that you just have to live near one of the brick and mortars that we've got advertised there. And then the other big event that the NASPC puts on is the annual Columbus Pipe Show. Uh, This year, August 23rd, it's uh, technically in Dublin, Ohio, which is actually a much nicer location than where it used to be. Uh, but you've done some changes this year, so tell everybody about the uh, the new schedule. Okay, well, the show is actually going to be held August 22nd, which is a Friday night, and August 23rd. Uh, through, through changes at the hotel and just changes around the country, uh, we decided that Rather than a few uh, dealers opening up their rooms in the evening, which uh, can be quite cumbersome for everybody, actually. You know, the, you know, the dealers put a sign on their door that they'll be back at 7, and but then they went to dinner, they don't get back till 7.30, and now they've got people that haven't seen them, type of thing. But, you know, also... No hotel today has enough smoking rooms. Right. And you, you, they don't want you smoking in the hallways and everything else. So we are opening our show at 6 o'clock on Friday evening, and we will be in the regular show space so that exhibitors can get set up on Friday and not have to worry about getting up early Saturday to set up because we will have security. They can leave it all set up when they leave the room at 9 o'clock at night. Uh, Just a moment while I give you a standing ovation. Okay, you can continue now. Well, thank you. Uh, At the same time, we just down the hall from our show area is the hotel bar, and we have the patio just off the bar that evening, which is smoking, of course it's outdoors, and, but we have uh, a meet-and-greet there from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. So that way, you know, the exhibitors who have been showing their wares from 6 until 9 can still come down and have a drink, a little bit of food, and sit and talk with people in a smoking environment. And it's right next to the show area. And I have a You're feeling not- it'll go a little later than 10 p.m. Well, the smoking, definitely. The, the, the 10 p.m. is set uh, because that way the hotel knows when they start when they can start packing up the food. But if it, you know, if there are a lot of people there and we need food, I'll tell you, know, I'll have no problem telling them to keep it open. Who can we expect to see at the show exhibiting? Uh, let's see. Uh, we've got, we've already got tables reserved for some of the show regulars. Monger International will be there. Uh, Cornell and Deal will be there. Uh, 
along with Laudisi, or PipesToSmoke.com. Maxim Engel out of uh, Toronto will be there. Uh, I, I, I think that guy with Brigham Pipes is going to be there, but he hasn't told me yet. Yeah, he's busy, but he'll be there. <laughs> and, uh, of course, many of the uh, smaller one-table exhibitors, uh, both carvers and uh, eBay sellers and estate pipe sellers, uh, have already uh, reserved their tables. People like uh, Judd Perlson, Mike Reschke, Chuck Rio, and uh, right now we're, we're in an, a somewhat enviable position. It's only the end of February, and we have over 50% of our tables committed for. And last year you started putting tables out in the hallway and the entryway and uh, packed up the uh, packed out the space pretty good. We did, and it looks like we'll even expand beyond that uh, this year. The hallway, by the way, is really a wonderful venue. Virtually every exhibitor I've talked to who has been in the hallway has been very, very pleased with the business they did. And it's bright and sunny in some spots there, too. And it, it's bright and sunny, and as, as one exhibitor told me, he can step outside the door to have a smoke and stand there and look through the window at his table. <laughs> So he knows if somebody walks up to the table, he can put his smoke out and walk back in real quick. So it, uh, it does have its uh, value, you know, plus if, if the show grows very large, there is another room around the corner from where we are, which our hallway tables go to, and we can expand into this other room. So the and, more the merrier. Oh, Definitely. Definitely. I, I, told, I told the hotel this year that I want to see our show grow to the point that uh, we are committing to sell out their hotel for the weekend so we can also look at them and say, you want our business? You're going to let us smoke in the whole building. And whether or not we will achieve that at any point in time, I don't know, but it's my dream. And uh, I always go after my dreams. There's also if you if you get into town on Friday morning, there's a couple of a uh, couple of the local stores that do events in the in store in Columbus on that Friday. So it really is a two full day event if you if you can get the Friday off. Oh, definitely, definitely. Pipes uh, and Pleasures, uh, a longtime retailer here in town, always has something going on on Friday, as does Smoker's Haven. Uh, and this year we actually have something different for somebody who wants to spend the entire weekend because one of our local uh, museums, the Center of Science and Industry, uh, locally known as COSI, uh, has a Sherlock Holmes exhibit. Really? Yes, and uh, so uh, they are, they will be open on that Sunday. And so if people who are in for for the full weekend uh, can actually wander through this exhibit, which 
uh, is really very interesting. They they have one area that's laid out as you know Holmes's living space in, at 221 Baker, and and they have a crime scene, and you can actually investigate the crime scene and see if you can solve the crime. Is it a so, uh, is it a one pipe crime scene? Um, actually, I, I believe they said it was a three patch, but ah, uh, yeah. I'm one of those people who's very disappointed in with the new Sherlock Holmes uh, because he's on the patch, but Inspector Lestrade is still smoking his damn cigarettes. Well, yeah. politically correct. But if you also want to make a full weekend out of Columbus, you can do it. I've done a couple of times, which is take the latest flight back out on Sunday night and go to the Columbus Zoo for the day on Sunday. Definitely. You know, we we do have a world-class zoo. Uh, our director emeritus, of course, has been on Letterman many, many times with various wild animals to scare the dickens out of the audience. But uh, Jack Hanna is a very respected member of well, geez, I'm not up on zoos, so let's just call it the zoo community. But it, it is one heck of a zoo, and I've taken my pipe in there. They have smoking areas, just like Disney does, and you can sit in there and smoke your pipe without anybody complaining and then go wander around and look at the wild animals and the uh, and the ones in the cages, too. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, I see enough wild animals Saturday at the show, but... <laughs> But nobody walking around the zoo in the kilt, though. This is true. All right, we are going to wrap this up with the Fast Five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answer, just whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? I'm ready. What's your favorite pipe? An Ardor. What's your favorite tobacco? Condor. What is your favorite drink? Gotch, single malt. And when you finally have some time to relax, is it a book, a movie, or some music? Generally a book. And finally, any particularly favorite pipe-smoking memory? Uh, favorite pipe-smoking memory? I probably have, have a number of them, but this, this is a funny one. I, I was at an event one time when you could still smoke in banquet halls and in buildings here in Columbus, I saw a young man across the room smoking a pipe at a table, and you know I, of course, was smoking a pipe. And we're sitting there, and it's a month before the Columbus show, and I looked at Eddie and I said, "You know, I'm going to go over and introduce myself to that guy, and you know, see if he wants to come to the show." And I walked over there, introduced myself, and I said, "I couldn't help." But notice what you were smoking. And and then as a segue, and as we've asked pipe smokers for years, I asked him what he had been smoking. And he looked at me with a perfectly straight face and said, a pipe. <laughs> I didn't bother telling him about the show. I just turned around and walked away. Uh, and, uh, but I, I remember that constantly whenever... Somebody says something about what they're smoking that day. <laughs> it, it is. It's a pipe. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully there was some tobacco in it, too. One would hope, but, you know, as spacey as he seemed, you never can tell. 
right, check out the website. The website is naspc.org. There's all the information there on becoming a member, the about the show coming up in August, uh, the pipe collectors full of uh, not only stories and reviews and stuff, but there's also some... Uh, there's also some fiction that's written in there. And then on the website, there's links to some books because the NASPC publishes some pipe-related books for all of us to enjoy. And come see us at all the shows. And stop by their tables at every show. So, Jeff, thank you for everything. Thank you for all the work you're doing. Thank you, Brian. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to be in the community. And we'll be back in just a minute. There's nothing quite like working in my shop or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Thank you for calling SmokingPipes.com. This is Barry. How can I help you? Meet Barry. He's our homegrown, all-American family guy in customer service here at SmokingPipes.com. With 25 years of experience in sales, his dedication to customer service makes Barry pretty handy around here. He's on the phone all day helping customers like you from all over the globe pick out great pipes and pipe tobacco. Yo, Barry, tell me about your selection of a Savinelli autograph. Don't you know I saw that list of tobacco you carry online there? Maybe you could help me pick out a good Virginia, eh? You see, we hire not only the best people, we hire people who are as passionate about our products as you are. Just ask Barry why he loves his job at SmokingPipes.com. Because I don't just help people choose from our great selection of pipes, I smoke them. Call us at 1-888-366-0345 or check us out online at SmokingPipes.com. We are quality, we are experts, we are SmokingPipes.com. Welcome back. So, as you all know, I'm a, a big proponent of pipe shows and pipe clubs and getting out to them. Uh, if you get a chance, hop over to pipesmagazine.com, go into the forums, click on the pipe clubs section. There are a bunch of new pipe clubs that are popping up, in particular, Winchester, Virginia just had their first meeting. Uh, there's a Connecticut Pipe Smokers gathering. There's also a brand new one in New Orleans, Louisiana. And uh, James Foster says that there's a pipe club in Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas Pipe Club. They have their own Facebook page. It's uh, facebook.com backslash Austin Pipe Club. So check out the forums, check out uh, any of the pipe clubs that are near you. Gather up, get uh, get hooked up with a pipe club, because as you can see from talking to Jeff, pipe clubs are a lot of fun, pipe shows are a lot of fun. While you're on uh, Pipes Magazine, also check out the Pipes events for the most recent updated list of all pipe shows in your area. So, all right, I wanted to play a little bit of music and the reason for the music is recently there's been a uh, been a string of losses within the pipe and tobacco community uh Bobby Byers from Cigar and Tobacco in Kansas City Missouri uh 
Lee and Ed Zanicki from Ed Lee's up in Albany, Tobacco, Albany, New York. A great store used to used to cover them as part of my territory. And a friend of mine from Faders in Baltimore, in particular the Towson location, had one of those characters. His name was Spider. Spider worked at Faders for just about over 30 years, 32 years. And Spider loved two things. He loved pipe tobacco and he loved music. Well, we just lost Spider last week, so I found a piece of music specifically that I thought Spider would enjoy. It's by a uh, pipe-smoking blues musician named Howlin' Wolf, and this one's called Spoonful. So, Spider, this is for you. That is Chester Burnett, better known as Howlin' Wolf, lifelong pipe smoker as well. Speaking of MASH, I should have asked Jeff, since he grew up in Toledo, if he knew Klinger when he was growing up there. Um, Anyway, in the mailbag from last week, Cosmic Folklore wrote, Hey Bob, love the ads, referring to uh, Bob Bittner's ad contribution. 
And Cardone was very interesting. I love the comparison of magic to wrestling. I'd never really thought about it. I make fun of wrestling fans for watching something not real, but then I turn around and enjoy magic shows, also knowing that they aren't real. I'll probably still make fun of wrestling fans, though. It's not nearly as classy as magic. Yeah, it kind of blew me away that everything wasn't real. Uh, Nola Cajun writes, Really enjoyed the interview with Cardone. Found his wrestling analogy very appropriate and loved the parody, Bob. Listened to it on the site a few times. Thought it was great when Brian played it. I thought it was great when Bob made it, so that's why we played it. Uh, Chris Freud writes, Fun show as always. I find it funny... Jealousy-inducing that one of Cardone's first pipes happened to be a 1930s Dunhill shell. I don't remember what my first pipe was, but it sure wasn't an old Dunhill. Yeah, mine neither. Um, Dread wrote, this was the first show I listened to. Quite a good story and very entertaining. Where have you been? You got about uh, 76 other shows to get caught up on. In another thread, uh, Parker wrote, I have finished listening to all the Pipes Magazine radio shows episode episodes. Man, I was starting to hear Brian's voice in my sleep. <laughs> Talk about nightmares. Yes. Uh, since I'm in a car a lot, I just hook the iPad up to the speakers and listen away. I'm all ready to listen to tonight's show. Uh, this is going back to last week, so... There are several shows I want to listen to again, especially Fred Hanna on Vitamin N. Also, some of the pipe makers and tobacco guys. Very informative. Thank you, Brian and Kevin. Keep up the great work on the show. As I said about last week's show, I'd like to hear more roundtable-type discussions. Uh, one of the reasons we're able to uh, keep all these shows and keep the archives up and running is because we've got some great sponsors for the show and they help pay for all that space and all that storage there uh going forward with this thread mso489 writes don't tempt me i already spend a lot of time chatting in the forums pub if i start listening to radio i may get drawn into the vortex and never be heard from again Ah, eh, don't worry it's all safe in here uh pylorns said that he's in the process of going all the way back myself. It's the perfect thing to listen to on my commutes to and from work. Spartan replied, and I like this one, uh, I once went back to one of the early shows. I think it was somewhere within the first ten to find a song he played that was a jazzy version of a Britney Spears song. I loved it so much I had to find it again and play it for my wife. I wish I remembered the name of the guy who redid it and if he's on iTunes or if there's some CDs I could purchase from him, it was a great song. I did post back to Spartan. Uh, the performer's name is Justin Thompson. He's a, a jazz crooner in Nashville. He has two albums on iTunes. The uh, CD with the Britney Spears song is available on iTunes, and Justin has a new album out where he also covers a Nirvana song in the same uh, jazzy spirit so there you go uh justin thompson on itunes it was the britney spears one uh rabbi eric wrote in the radio shows are entertaining and informative definitely worth our time it was a privilege to be interviewed and i found brian to be a highly skilled interviewer who really brings out the best in his subjects thank you rabbi eric i appreciate that 
And uh, Pipe Stud wrote, Pipe Stud Steve Fallon wrote, The Pipes Magazine radio show is an outstanding addition to our hobby. Brian is the ultimate host, and producers really put pizzazz into the presentation. It's a don't-miss show for sure. More on him in just a minute. And Dan Coomer, KC Ghost, the radio show is really good stuff. I've been listening since day one. Uh, Trail Boss also wrote, I've been impressed with all the forum members that have appeared as guests. They are all well-spoken conversationalists, not to take anything away from Brian, mind you, but some people that have recognizable names can be can really be a grind to listen to in an interview. Uh, you know what I find interesting about the hobby is that there's a lot of people throughout the hobby on both the pipe side, pipe-making side of it, collector side of it all across it that are some of them are just really fascinating people just like our own uh, adam cardone was from last week and john seiler wrote and it magically appeared because it wasn't there for like three or four days uh historically if you go back in time the cornish tin miners were some of the first rope tobacco smoker chewers you don't smoke in a coal mine as an open flame may touch off methane air explosion and fire um, he also wrote, do pipe magicians change Dr. Graybo pipes into Dunhills? That would be a wonderful trick. I don't know if that's possible. Uh, and John went on to agree with my rant. Uh, Ed Green wrote, best bitner yet. Enjoyed every moment again. Thank you for sharing a bowl with me. Uh, Fuel Pump said... Loggers could not smoke either. An open flame and sawdust, not a good mix. Open flame was a big problem in a lot of different ocup occupations of old. Open flame's a lot of problems in uh, occupations currently, too. Um, Gefla said, uh, I guess it's Gefla, G-H-E-F-L-A, said, Who'd have thought a pipe-smoking ex-rock-and-roller magician would be so interesting? Great show. You're not only an expert on pipes, but an expert at selecting guests and engaging them in terrific and informative conversation. Thanks. Appreciate that. And Balsifer from Canada up north, where they've got a gold medal for hockey. Uh, great interview this week. Enjoyed it. Hope you'll have Cardone back sometime in the future. All depends if he reappears or not. All right. Rant time coming up next. This is Internet Radio. Signore, signore, scusi per favore, but what is that intoxicating and delicious aroma coming from your pipe? Oh, uh, this is Malto Dolce, my all-time favorite blend from Sutliff Tobacco. Do you like it? I found it on SutliffMaltoDolce.com. Do you mind if I try? Oh, signore, this truly is molto dolce. So charming that you even speak my language as it is truly very sweet. <laughs> just like you, I am sure. I can just taste the warm caramel and sweet dripping honey gushing through my mouth. Oh, 
an even better, the rich vanilla flavor plays so well with the other tastes over my tongue. It is like they are all having a giant playful pillow fight on smooth and silky sheets of tobacco in my mouth. Pure heaven! Mi piace moltissimo, mi amore. Can't you see it, signore? I can see it. I can see it. And signore, best of all, no tongue bite. Grazie un milione for the pipe, signore. Hey! Sightlife Tobacco Company will not be held responsible for any loss of one's favorite pipe customers may experience when smoking our delicious Malto Dolce blend in public. Cowboy. Cowboy. It is rant time, and this time, eBay, you are the target. Why? Because of your new selling policies. So going back to 2004 to 2008 or 9, I used to sell a lot on eBay, primarily Disney stuff, but if I bought a lot of pipes and I wanted one out of that, I'd clean up the pipes, turn around, and sell those back. We'd also use eBay as a way to kind of do a permanent garage sale because I'd much rather list items on eBay and ship them out in boxes than get up at the crack of dawn on a Saturday, haul all my stuff out into the driveway, have a whole bunch of people pour over my stuff and nickel and dime me for deals. So we'd use eBay as a yard sale. Well, now what eBay's done, the nearest I can figure out is you can list 50 items. You can do 50 listings per month no listing fee whatsoever. However, at the end of the auction, if you sell something, they want 10%. Now, if you want to do more than 50, well, from what I tell, can tell and from what they've told me, you have to buy an eBay store. The eBay store costs a minimum of $20 a month, or if you want to buy it for a full year, then it's $15 a month, and then that allows you 150 listings a month. So what they've done is instead of allowing you, the individual collector, trade your items like eBay used to be a collector's marketplace for buying, selling, and trading, they're trying to either limit you to 50 items or only service people that are set up to sell on eBay on a regular basis. Now, I don't care. You know, those of you that are set up to sell on eBay on a regular basis, God bless you. That's your thing. I love it. I buy stuff on eBay. I that's that's your thing. Great. But if I want to sell 75 or 80 things in one month and then maybe take the next month off, I can't do it. I've got to pick and choose the 50 things that I can sell in one month. And once again, it's a way where eBay is showing me that they've turned away from the original people that got them to where they are. It's the individual collectors that want to buy, sell, and trade. So there you go, a little unloading on eBay. But hey, remember, coming up in just a few weeks, eBay auctions through Pipe Stud Steve Fallon's eBay store to benefit the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. So watch for those. I'll have an announcement on that coming up next week of the first item or items. If you've got something that you'd like to donate, email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com. I will help you out with how to do that. Make sure and leave us a feedback or rating or review on iTunes. We do appreciate that. Follow me on Facebook, 
Follow the Pipes Magazine radio show on Facebook. And remember, if you have friends that don't listen to the Pipes Magazine radio show or don't know about it, please make sure and share it with everybody. We'd love to get the word spread around. All right, everybody. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the New York Pipe Show. I'll miss it. Thank you to, to everybody for tuning in. Thank you to the Sutliff Tobacco Company. And until next time. The clouds when we're together. Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy Hold it, hold it, what the hell is that shit?